Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. It's Friday and it's time to stock up at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, Imports Domestics, Microbrews, best selection of cold beer possible. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks, they roast their peanuts fresh and not every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. And now, six different flavors of ice-cold slushies. Stock up for the weekend right now at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We are in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com, Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory, great sales staff, second and service department to take care of the life of your vehicle all at Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Tomorrow is July 25th. Many refer to it as Christmas in July. That would make today Christmas Eve in July. And with that, our special Christmas Eve in July play-by-play call of the day. Back to pass, looking all the way to Titus. Pick six coming! Krieger! Good! Touchdown! Shikilami! Krieger saw what I saw! Do you see what I see? <laughs> way up in the sky, little lamb. Do you see what I see? <laughs> that is just perfect. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, a classic. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Both ends, I would say, classic. Yes, no doubt about that. He saw what I saw, too. <laughs> uh, Just nothing like it. Well, you know, in the world, crazy things are going on. It doesn't mean you can't sit in this chair and have a little bit of fun. Exactly. <laughs> That's just awesome. All right. A roundtable was conducted earlier this week among those involved in Major League Baseball from different areas. Ben Sherrington, the general manager of the Pirates, was uh, part of the roundtable. Reese Hoskins of the Phillies was a part of it. They had somebody representing Major League Baseball Players Association, an epidemiologist, was a part of this as well. And joining us is uh, Senator Pat Toomey. Uh, Pat, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me, Steve. Pat, let's start with with this. You uh, conducted another roundtable, and I always feel like your roundtables are meaningful. The last one dealt with youth sports, which we talked about. This one is the return of Major League Baseball. What can the return of Major League Baseball, in your opinion, do to just everyday confidence uh, for society? Oh, I think it's going to be helpful on many, many levels. First of all, 
is maddening for those of us who are sports fans. So, uh, you know, this is part of our lives is to care for our team and to follow uh, the sports that we enjoy the most. So this is a specific step in the direction of a return to normalcy. It's also the case that Major League Baseball has developed a very extensive set of protocols to keep the players and the staff of their team safe. I happen to think they're going to be very successful, and when they demonstrate that that can be done successfully, it'll send a powerful message that, you know, we can go back to the mostly normal form of life. Right now, the baseball games, there are a few tweaks to the rules, and things aren't exactly the same. Uh, the big difference, of course, is that fans won't be allowed in uh, initially. But still, just the fact that we have a baseball season, that major league teams are playing each other, uh, it, it's a big step back in the direction of normalcy. One thing that was pointed out during this roundtable was how extensive the protocols happen to be across the board, not just players and managers, but everybody along the way. Uh, I know that you knew they were extensive, but did you realize to the extent that they decided to go, and, and how impressed were you by that? Um, no, I didn't realize uh, before the roundtable just how extensive these protocols are. I think it's a 120-page manual that they created from scratch that uh, contemplates all kinds of things. Uh, they'll be required to be tested every other day for the virus, tested once a month for antibodies to the virus. There's all kinds of different rules that they're imposing on you know, what happens in the clubhouse and, and how they uh, eat their, their meals when they're uh, at the stadium. Uh, so all kinds of things. Um, it really was very extensive. The other thing that I think was uh, very interesting is, you know, we heard from Reese Hoskins, the yes. first baseman for the Phillies. And, uh, you know, he um, left me with the distinct impression that the players have really bought into this. They, they understand this is serious stuff. They want to play. They're excited about playing. They're taking the protocols very seriously. They're complying with them. Uh, because they know that by doing so, they keep one another safe. And uh, and I think that's a great attitude for them to have. In fact, his quote was, these things are different and they are weird, but we knew coming in that we were going to have to accept it. And it sounds like, based on the testing, because you had Dr. Uh, Gary Green as well as a part of this, and he mentioned how the positive testing rate since they started has dropped. That's exactly right. And the positive test rate now is, absolutely tiny it is less than one tenth of one percent yes of uh, of the people being tested um so that's great that shows you that there is very high compliance with these protocols and that the protocols are working um so so that's further good news i i think there's really a lot of good news all the way around which i also i find interesting in in all of this and i, I want very quickly when it's a a major story, for example, Ohio State, and I know this isn't baseball, but Ohio State had to pause. Big story. Maryland had to pause. Big story. Kansas State, Houston, they all pause. Big story. They're all back practicing now, and nobody knows it, Pat, because nobody has said that they all went back. Are, are we sometimes getting hit too much with, with the bad news and we never get the follow-up on good news? Uh, I, I think that happens all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's part of what I wanted to do. I wanted to create a forum where the representatives from really all kinds of stakeholders, you know, the Players Association, the owner's representation, the commission, the healthcare professionals, let everybody explain what's going on here so the public understands. Um, I, I think that our little roundtable discussion, I hope it contributed to that. 
Uh, I think it was very encouraging. And frankly, I hope before the season's over, we'll take further steps, including allowing fans back into the state, because I think we can do that safely as well. Pirates General Manager Ben Sherrington was a part of this as well. This quote stuck out to me because I think it goes to everyday life. I think we have to stay disciplined and continue to collaborate to find solutions. We're certainly getting more optimistic the closer we get. That's the part, the example of staying disciplined. How much should that be taken to heart by just the average person trying to get back to a normal life? Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. You know, the uh, wearing of a mask, for instance, is inconvenient, and it's not really comfortable. Uh, but the fact is, when people are generally wearing masks when they're interacting with other people in public, the transmission of the virus just drops dramatically. And so having the discipline to keep it on, even though it's kind of a nuisance, um, it, it's really it's good for all of us. In fact, I know the NBA down in its bubble had no positive tests out of 350. The NHL had two positive tests out of 800. That was in Canada, obviously, in Toronto and Edmonton. Uh, when you're seeing the diligence with which they are going through this uh, and, and, the, and the testing with the diligence going through this, what sticks out to you? Well, one of the things that sticks out to me is the uh, the data that they're going to accumulate that's going to be useful yeah. for research purposes. You know, we have a really interesting kind of control group here. Um, I, I think it's all together probably a couple of thousand people. Now, admittedly, it's not representative of the public as a whole. These are young men who are extremely healthy and extraordinarily athletic. Okay, so they are exceptional in, in a number of ways. But still, we're going to have a lot of data on test results. So one of the things that will be particularly interesting is to follow the results of the tests for the antibodies, uh, known as the serology tests, the tests that discover the people who have been exposed to the virus and have recovered from it. There's a lot we don't know about what happens over time with the antibodies, with people who had that exposure and recovered. Well, we're going to have a lot of data that's going to be specific to this this group of, of people, and uh, I suspect scientists will pour over this and learn all kinds of things from it. Senator Toomey, this will be a sidebar question, but it does go back to the previous interview you and I had a few weeks ago when you convened the roundtable on youth sports. Uh, and that roundtable that you convened on youth sports did have an uh, epidemiologist from Stanford. We talked about the Icelandic study. When you look at that, does that give you confidence about children going back to school based on that research that you did on that and the roundtable you put together on that particular day? Yeah, that and, and honestly everything that I've seen and read uh, about young people is very, very encouraging. It's very unlikely that they're going to contract the virus. If they do, they'll probably never know they had it. Children just have an immune system that is just extraordinarily able to defeat this virus. So I've got a 10-year-old son yep. and he, uh, he's due to go into fourth grade uh, in the fall, and I am I have no doubt that the best thing for my son is to be in school, to be in school with other kids, learning in person, and there's it, it's absolutely de minimis risk to his health. Uh, he's much better off being in school. That's 
that's the conclusion I've come to from all that I've seen. And you're that 10-year-old son, by the way, plays sports as well. And uh, that's when we brought that up that day. One final question I'll let you go, and it deals with the chief operating officer for the MLB Players Association, Xavier James. And the Players Association wanted to make sure that they had as many protocols in as possible for obvious reasons. And he said uh, he always likes the great Mike Tyson quote. Yes, we're quoting Mike Tyson. Uh, when I say everyone has a plan, they have a plan until they get hit. So for you, how important will the next two to three weeks be in Major League Baseball and also major sports as to what it can mean to our thought process moving forward if they can do this successfully? Well, I think uh, if, if Major League Baseball can do this successfully, then so can colleges, so can universities, uh, so can uh, you know, virtually all employers. Uh, I think that's clear. But there, there is the unknown. Um, you know, we just got an announcement from uh, just yesterday, I think it was, or very recently, from Governor Wolf that the Toronto, yes, uh, the Blue Jays will not be able to play in Pittsburgh when they had worked out an arrangement where they could. I don't understand that for the life of me. I don't think that makes any sense. <laughs> But it's one of the risks that Major League Baseball faces if some governor somewhere or some mayor decides they don't want any more baseball in their town, then, boy, that would throw a monkey wrench into this whole very carefully planned, you know, very carefully negotiated um, season that's about to begin. So um, I, I hope we don't have a monkey wrench like that thrown into the mix. By the way, as an addendum, the Blue Jays do have to play in Philadelphia. It's on the schedule this year. So. Yeah. <laughs> Which so they'll be in Pennsylvania anyway. Yeah, they're going to be in Pennsylvania anyway. And I know Ben Sherrington, who had been with the Jays, probably worked very hard on, on this arrangement. Senator, it's always wow. a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. I know it's valuable, and you always carve out time for us, and we appreciate it, Pat, very much. Thanks for having me, Steve. Take care. U.S. Senator Pat Toomey will come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Well, thanks to U.S. Senator Pat Toomey for joining us on the show today to talk about the Major League ba- return of Major League Baseball roundtable he had this week and pro sports in general. And uh, also our esteemed production staff for giving everyone just a little holiday flavor when we needed it. <laughs> so true. <laughs> uh, you got to give the suit credit. I mean, even when he doesn't realize he's doing it, he's entertaining. Exactly. <laughs> That's our guy. That is our guy. All right. Let's uh, get to a couple of quick notes for you. Um, The uh, interesting. Uh, Number one, uh, basketball has been back and working out. And they've been on the floor this week, and they practiced against each other. Uh, so this is week one for them. They were allowed to start Monday, and I know they've at least been on that court at least three three days. I don't know if there's a fourth day they've been. I think, but they've been out there three days on the court. Um, definitely Monday, Tuesday, and yesterday, they were on the floor. Football is going through its first workout 
on the field today, but it's it, this is going to be extended over a period of time because James probably does not want everybody out there at once. So I, it sounds like they're going to put the ones and the threes out there at the same time and put the twos and the fours out there at the same time. And you still have to meet virtually. You know, on all the quarterbacks sitting in the same room evaluating film. Uh, uh, now, you can do it virtually where they can all watch it, but you don't want them sitting in the same room together unless they're roommates. Because obviously the, the area that you're trying to avoid is uh, something all the... Uh, okay, I'll give you an example. This happened with the Atlanta Braves. The Braves wanted to carry two catchers. Now, of course, with the taxi squad, you've got flexibility. Both catchers were not available today. Okay. As they play the Mets. Now, because they're playing the Mets, they don't need the starting lineup. I mean, the Mets joke. Where's Chris Elio? <laughs> I mean, Elio's ready to go through the roof. I'm telling you, the music, you hate the Mets. <laughs> Settle now. Settle. It's all good. Uh, yeah, Elio gets wound up, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. So that's why you don't want to put them all in the same room. Unless they, again, if they happen to be roommates, they're going to be in the same room anyway at some point. So that's how they, they do that. Same thing with, with basketball when they're working out. Miles Dredd talked about, hey, look, he said, we're uh, in a situation where They'll pair us up, but they'll pair us up with our roommates. He said, we're around each other all the time. And if you're 100.3 or lower, you're let in. Now, today, I got the old locks trimmed. Had to have my temperature taken. I was a whopping 97. So, I just got a text from the suit how disappointed he was. He was hoping for plus 10. Don't know what that means. All right. It's. I feel like I feel like he's consumed with hate sometimes when, when it comes to me. I just don't understand it. Um. The Blue Jays will play in Buffalo, but they can't play there right away. They have to have some work done to the ballpark. Back in the early nineties. That ballpark in Buffalo, uh, they were hoping to get an expansion franchise. And this is when they were expanding and eventually went with Miami, then the Florida Marlins, and Colorado. So Miami and Denver ended up winning. And at that point, they were told, hey, look, you're not going to make the next cut either, which ended up being Tampa Bay and Arizona. And... The so they had a ballpark that was nineteen thousand pilot field expandable to forty to forty five thousand, and then at that point they just treated it like your average minor league ballpark. Yeah, they did enough to keep it going and so forth, but there are certain elements of that park up there, Salem Field, that are not to major league specs. For example, the bullpens are in foul territory. Okay. Well, the major leagues didn't want that anymore, right? They want that area cleared. 
Uh, they have to do a little bit of work on some lighting. So that is something that you know they'll have to take care of. So the first two home games they have next week, which are Wednesday and Thursday, no, Tuesday and Wednesday, they're actually going to play in Washington against the Nationals. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street and somebody, the beverage supermarket, now featuring slushies. Perfect when it's this warm. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our great friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Nice ice cold beer, I might add. Yes, indeed. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and not every day in the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, now the home of six different flavors of ice cold slushies. I'm going to be there in less than two weeks, my man. I am going to make sure I get slushies. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Great new inventory, Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Sunbury Motors has it all, and great pre-owned inventory, fabulous sales staff, Deals to be had and a service department that is second to none to take care of the life of your vehicle. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. By the way, a text from Doug Birdsong. Matt. Oh, boy. Today's play by play call of the day was in capital letters awesome. I think definitely felt. The spirit of the season with Kevin Hur's call and especially the <laughs> Do You See What I See song. <laughs> no God! No God! No God! <laughs> now compare that to. Back to pass, looking all the way to Titus. Pick six coming! Krieger! Good! Touchdown! Shikalemi! Krieger saw what I saw! Do you see what I see? <laughs> way up in oh, the sky. This will never get old. <laughs> Do you see Dude, what God. I see? <laughs> there is nothing like Christmas Eve in July. Oh, yes. The gift that <laughs> July keeps on 24th. giving. July 24th, Christmas Eve in July. <laughs> so we, we had to play that today. And with that, Everybody. and with that, we bring in the gang. Hello. Hey there. Hey, how's it going, man? Doing great. Is that you on the calls? <laughs> no, no. One was Doug Birdsong uh, for Bucknell, and the other one was... Le suit, little French pronunciation. <laughs> Just give it a little sophistication. The suit's good. 
Oh, so it's really good. Especially when you. Who was the first bring, guy? Doug Birdsong, who does Bucknell basketball. Who's awesome. Doug's awesome. Yeah, that, that would freak me out if I heard it. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, the suit. The suit brings in that holiday feeling. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the gift that just keeps on giving. All right. Uh, <laughs> Must be excited. Baseball's back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yanks 1-0, I mean, baby. I mean, Matt. Matt's a big Yankee fan. He posed for a picture with his oh, really? son yesterday uh, with his Yankee jersey on. I'll send it to you, Kev. Yankee blanket. Are you a Yankee fan? You're a, you're a Philly fan. I'm, all, I'm, I'm weird. I'm all Philly, but Yankees for baseball. Oh, awesome, man. That's why I like you. I knew there was something special about you. That's, <laughs> that's good stuff. I have a new bucket list item. Um, one of my bucket list items was to be on a football field, and Steve made that come true for me. But Ron Moeller made that happen. Yeah, I know, but I wouldn't have been in the box if it wasn't for you. Yeah. So, um, Anyway, I want to be a cardboard cutout. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want my my body, my picture to be in a stadium on a cardboard cutout. It's a pretty Throw penny. Beer on me, you know. Get hit by a ball. Is, is that the craziest thing you've ever seen? That's a lot of well, money. You know what's interesting is that the Mets did it, and it you know, looked okay. All right, and they put them all behind home plate, and then they, this was during the summer camp series. Then the Mets and Yankees shifted from City Field to Yankee Stadium. And the Yankees had nobody back there. And to be honest with you, because those seats are like cost two billion dollars a piece, yeah. there's nobody back there anyway, so it looked normal. <laughs> I will give you, look you that. At all the money that's going away. It's just wild. But did you hear about the Toronto Blue Jays? Oh, we've been talking about it. I know the Hartford tried to get them. Oh, they didn't get them. No, Buffalo did. Oh, Buffalo got them. Oh, okay. Which is which? Which is their AAA? That's their AAA affiliate. Oh, it makes sense. Well, our governor here, uh, he thinks he cured the virus, and and now he's bringing professional sports to Hartford, and you know he he takes credit for everything that goes on. So, so that's a bummer for him. He didn't get it. So, I, I mean, it wouldn't make any difference. It, it wouldn't help the economy in the city at all. I, uh, it would help. You know? It would help. It would help whatever hotel housed them. It would help. Yeah, that's it, what, because they're it all would filing help. bankruptcy. Right. That they're it, in Hartford, would, the Marriott and the Hilton are. They laid everyone off, and they said another month or so, they're done. So. And it would help whatever restaurants they would ordering be ordering food from on an everyday basis. So I mean, yeah. they, that's where they'd get help from an organization at least had some cash to spend. Yeah. So, well, they didn't get it. Well, good for Buffalo. That's the obvious place. I mean, they're right. You know. But, oh well, good for Buffalo. Well, Buffalo they have to do extent. They, there's extensive stuff they have to do in Buffalo even to do this. Uh, in fact, to the point where they're going to have to do something with. Uh, what to do with the bullpens, which are in foul territory. What do you do with the dugout situation? What do you do with the clubhouses? So they have to do protocols there. 
Uh, they also have to make sure they have LED lighting in the ballpark. Not because not not for the players to play in. They need the LED lighting because it looks better on TV. Uh, they have to move the weight room there. The training room has to go there. Batting cage facilities have to go there. Bullpen facilities have to go there. So all that stuff it makes them easier to transport because they're going from Toronto to Buffalo. So that'll make it as you know, easy as well. But again, and then the stadium lighting has to be taken care of, as I mentioned, because they need it because Major League, Bro- Major League Baseball has standards for broadcasting night games. Yeah, Harford wouldn't have been a bad move for them. It's a brand That's new a good sta- nice, stadium. Oh, gorgeous. It's beautiful. So. Great stadium. I mean, you know, after they ran out of money and stopped, I wonder if they'd ever finish it, but, you know. Oh, God, it was a mess. I mean, it was shoddy workmanship. The same old thing that happens all the time. And their lawsuits, the lawsuits are still pending, you know, that they opened it a year late, but it's beautiful. Um, They have all the facilities that they would be looking for. They're all state-of-the-art. Do you know where it is? Have you... I don't know if you've yeah, I've seen the ball. Back. I've seen the ballpark. I've seen it. Yeah, it's right on I've Trumbull seen it. Street. It, yeah. It's right. On the I mean, when you're making when you're making the uh, exit from 91 to 84. Right, you, you it's go right. Around, you go, that's right you go right past yep. it. Yep. On Beautiful the north ballpark. end of Hartford, which is the bad end of Hartford, which it it did help. You know, sure. uh, I was a skeptic, um, but. They got rid of the big parking. There was a big outside parking area there, and they used that. And it was a good move. It's a beautiful stadium. I haven't been there yet, but you know, heard nothing yeah. but good good reviews yeah. from it. So, Absolutely. Yeah, but there's no baseball, so <laughs> since right. it's empty, so right. All right. It's been empty more so, than it's been full. Right. Uh, It'll change. So we'll t- we need another year, so. We will take a break. Uh, They went back to uh, working out in a practice today on the field. Good. Uh, And basketball went back to its practice on Monday. So we're we're getting there. Slow but sure. Did they have to stop? No. No, no, no. I haven't had to stop. Oh, I know. In other words, they weren't stopped. They were just. No, they, they transitioned into the next phase today. Yep. So the next Good. phase today allowed them to work six. They get six hours on the field, no helmets, no pads, but they can use a ball. You get six hours a week for meetings and so so forth. Eight hours of strength and conditioning. You have to have a mandatory day off, and this phase lasts for two weeks up until August sixth, and then so the what's transition. What's your opinion in, on? Uh... Quality is the wrong word, um, but you know what I mean. Are, are they going to be able to get the proper practice that they need, or everyone's yes. going to be on an equal level? But um, yes, they'll, they'll yeah they'll be able to get what they need. Look, yeah. hitting first of all, the hitting part has been less and less with almost each passing year. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so and there's been less and less of that to begin with. Uh, and you have to structure it where it's really hard to have everybody out there all at the same time. So Penn State's going to do it because, in other words, I, I'm going to have a quarterback meeting. Okay. 
but I can't have them all sitting in the same room. What if somebody tests positive? Somebody have no quarterbacks. Just be, even if the others are fine, they'd have to be quarantined for a period of time. Yeah. And so, so you've got to be careful about how you do stuff like that. So Penn State's doing, they're breaking it down for the next two weeks into ones and threes and twos and fours. Uh, so that's how they, you know, they're going to try and go about it. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. Trivia in a moment. Brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. Great to have you with us on the show. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, is indeed second to none. They have slushies, six different flavors of slushies. All right. Here we go. It's that time. I got to get a slushie, man. Oh, when I go in there in in about 10 days, I'm going to get one. Could you send me one? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I'll put it in a box for you. <laughs> and give it to my cardboard cutout. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Marriage made in heaven. All right. He's getting okay, started here. I'll go first. I'll, uh, I'll, go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, 1985. Who was the first number one pick under what was then the new draft lottery in the NBA? 1985. Uh, I, I will say Patrick Ewing. King? Uh, I'm going to say Allen Iverson. Patrick Ewing is correct. <laughs> was I even close? <laughs> uh, Iverson was 96. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, it's it, that's easy for me because uh, I was doing a basketball game at Rutgers that year, and I had Red Hour back on at halftime. And, wow! And we talked about uh, Ewing as the as the first overall pick, so it made it. You easy. interviewed Red Hour back? Yeah. Wow! <laughs> My bucket list out the door. What is the only Major League Baseball team to never make it to the World Series? Um, never make it to the World Series. All right. The um, no, let's see, they made it. The uh, Seattle Mariners. Matt. I'm going to say the Brewers. 
Steve got it right again. Seattle Mariners. Okay. The, the Brewers and that, played in '82. Stunning because they're the ones who had that great year and didn't yeah. make it. Remember, they won like 116 games and they didn't make it. Um, right. Lou Pinella. So. Yeah, yeah, they didn't ding, make ding, it. Ding, ding, ding. Good pick, though, Matt. <laughs> the Brewers uh, played in the '82 World Series against ah, the Cardinals, okay. lost in seven games. <laughs> Bernie, uh, what? Who started the first game? Oh, <laughs> How many calls did they use at the game? <laughs> All right, two hundred and twelve. Uh, Bernie Kozar, of course, played for many years with the Cleveland Browns, led them to two AFC Championship games. But Bernie Kozar has a Super Bowl ring. Which team did he win the Super Bowl ring with? I'm going to say, Matt, you got a guess? I'm going to say the, the Cowboys. Much as I want to go vomit uh, after saying that. I'm going to go with... Wow. Pittsburgh Steelers. It is the Dallas Cowboys. He backed up Troy Aikman. Wow. Good job, Matt. There we go. <laughs> uh, which NFL legend also went on to win a season of Dancing with the Stars? Emmett Smith. Steve. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Emmett Smith is correct. Ding, 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 ding. There you go. I'm a Dancing with the Stars connoisseur. <laughs> he was great. Okay. He was okay. really, really oh. good. And the okay. last guy who was really, really good who won, oh, my God, the running back for the Giants. Um, oh, big guy. Brandon oh, Jacobs? Awful. I actually went and saw him. My wife and I went to uh, Mohegan Sun and watched Dancing with the Stars live. It was great. All right, we'll stay on that. Huh? I'm going to stay on that theme for my question. How about that? All right. Name the the IndyCar driver that won Dancing with the Stars. Oh, oh, I know uh, the answer. I've got this. Gerald Light is something like that. It's a long name. I... I know I can see his face. <laughs> I, I, I know I know you got it. Go ahead, but go ahead, Matt. I can tell he's got a <laughs> Mario Andretti. I don't know. No, it's a Il- Gerald. It's, it's, it's no, it's it, it, Elio Castro Navis. Yeah, oh, okay, I, I can see I that. I just couldn't pronounce his name. So okay. does that count? Yes, of course. I said you got it. Uh, you got it. Well, I just couldn't pronounce his name. He he could flat out dance. Emmett was really, really good, but this guy, I mean, he, he had the hip thing going. He had the whole nine yards. He was really good. Well, okay. Is it my turn? You're up. Uh, let's see. Should I throw a softball? In 1977, at the age of 34, who became the youngest inductee to the NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame. Gail Sayers. 
Steve? Yeah, Gail Sears. Double ding dong, ding 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 ding. Good job. Matt is spot on today. Steve is spot on. This is one of my I better ones I've had. I with the stars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you going to go? You going against Steve or my? I have one more. I've actually spent most of my time reading my Learfield contract that was sent to me. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be kind of jumping in and out here. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Michael Jackson. He was the halftime show of which Super Bowl? Uh, the one in uh, Los Angeles. It was uh, at the Rose Bowl. Um, brum, brum, brum. Was it the Cowboys-Bills Super Bowl? Correct. What number? Oh, for goodness sakes. Um, <laughs> Super Bowl 20... Let's see. I'll say Super Bowl 27. That's correct. All right. Okay. <laughs> what? Uh, like I said, I'm trying to read this thing here. It's got addendums. Uh, <laughs> look, I'm just trying to scroll down to make sure the numbers are correct. <laughs> I mean, after that, they can put in all sorts of other stuff. That's all very important. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it is. <laughs> Especially the mileage rate jumped up. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, I might have to drive to a few games. <laughs> what? Well, Kevo, your team is, and Matt, your team's off to a great start. They yeah. won last night. Garrett Cole looked good. Giancarlo Stanton looked great. Crowd was going crazy. <laughs> All rise, baby. I'll tell you right now, what's <laughs> going to be interesting is how high are the TV ratings? One down, 59 games to go. They just said $4 million for Yankees-Nats last night. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Four million? Four million. Uh, I believe that. That's that's a huge number. 